Once upon a time, there were three professional golfers who walked into a bar. No, no, wrong story. But there were three professional golfers. Their names were Reeve, Cece, and Lolly. All three were blonde white women. But one was a native Zimbabwean, one was a native South African, and one was a native Norwegian. Now, that one, it made sense that she was blonde and white. But this story starts with Reeve, a coach on the Professional Women's European Golf Tour, who in 1996 was walking through the children's ward in a hospital in Zimbabwe. And as she walked through the ward, she met a 12-year-old girl who had been blinded when she was eight by bilateral cataracts. So, long story short, after a 15-minute surgery, this young girl, who hadn't been able to see her family's faces or where she was walking or a sunrise or sunset for four years, later had the bandages removed and her eyesight restored. Reeve cried at the miracle of it, of how little it took to give so much back to another person. Cataract surgery only cost 20 U.S. dollars for supplies. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story power serves you best when you know how to use it. Fast forward a few days, and Reeve was walking with Lorette Moritz, better known as Lolly, South African's top lady golf professional, and she is a beloved and household name in South Africa, and they're walking down the 18th hole at Chapman Golf Course, and the two were madly brainstorming about how they could raise money through charity golf events to purchase the medical equipment and supplies to provide this surgery for the many others in Zimbabwe who suffered from cataracts. This was 21 years ago. What started out as their nonprofit, Eyes for Zimbabwe, has morphed over the years into a much broader charity project. And this charity project supplies everything from thousands of bales of clothing a year to food, surgeries, dental work, hygiene supplies, and literacy projects to people who might have never had even one stitch of clothing before. Odd as that sounds. People who have never seen a pen or a pencil, who have used their fingers to draw in the dirt, people who live in a place where the unemployment rate is 96% and scrounging in the dump to find things to sell is a viable and popular way of survival. In 2001, Cecile Lundgren, a Norwegian professional golfer, joined Reeve and Lolly and opened the Norwegian chapter. Six feet tall with bright blonde hair and blue eyes, she is every bit the Norwegian. But all three women have a similar look, and all three women are members of the LDS Church. All three women use their broad reach in their professional lives to create abundance and reprieve for those who have less and suffer more in our world. All three women have hearts focused on doing good. So, now to the good stuff. 
Today I am down in the humanitarian center of the LDS Church where these women have collected massive amounts of supplies and the LDS Church is allowing them to use their docks and baling equipment for sorting and baling and loading all of these things that they've collected for shipment to Zimbabwe. This is how they work. First, they send out emails to everyone they know with their wish list of things they need. So food, blankets, newborn kits, hygiene kits, school books, Bibles, clothing, toys. And many people, and they have a large email list, but many willing people start collecting and contacting friends. And it's through this power of people and networking that massive amounts of donations are collected. People show up with trailers full of clothes and trucks full of equipment. Stores provide donations, and the medical community pitches in, and then the sorting starts. This is where I am today, down at the humanitarian center. We're sorting clothing so that we can put girls' pants in one section and men's coats in another section, or, and these are going to be bailed for shipment. And we're just sorting through all of these all of these loads of boxes and, and bins of clothing. They're varied. I'm struck by how unpicky and happy the African people are to get anything to wear. The clothes are not pressed or folded. They're not smoothed out. I mean, these, these are all smushed together in bales to get as, them as small as they can so that we can ship as much as possible. Stories are told of people lined up for hours to, to get these supplies. Let me let you hear it from the mouth of Reeve and Cece. My name is Cece, or Cecilia Lundgren. I'm from Norway, and I'm a professional golfer, and I, um, I play golf on the European tour. And I met Reeve and Lorette, the other two that run this project, just started it. And they invited me to come to Zimbabwe to be part of it. And what would happen is that I would go and I would play golf with people who would pay money to play with me. And the money that they would donate or, or pay would go to buy medical supplies and medicines and things like that for, to give free cataract surgery to people that are blind. Then when I saw this and realized I come from the richest country in the world, I said to Reeve, I want to do a pro-am like that in Norway. I want to invite the pros here and I want to have people come and pay and play with us. And we could do a fundraiser and we can try to get people involved in Norway because I know a lot of people with a lot of money. And so we've said that would be great. And so um, the first time I was in Zimbabwe was in April 2001. And in September 2001, we did the first one. And it was really awesome. And we have did that for about three or four years. And um, it, just, it just kind of blew up a little bit. Because then we had pro-amps in, in Portugal, we did a pro-am in England, and then people said, oh, why can we do the help? You know, how can we do this? And, and we then just started telling people about what we do. So my name is Reeve Neild, and I come from Zimbabwe, Africa, born and bred. My parents are Zimbabweans as well. I'm a professional golf coach on the Ladies European Tour and I have two de delightful friends that are LDS um, who have started and helped on this project. Uh, Lorette Moritz from South Africa played on the European Tour for the past 30 years. Cecilia Lundgren from Norway played on the Tour for the past 17 years and it was Lorette and my uh, initiative that we started in 1996 when we met some young children that were blind. We've also supported the University of Zimbabwe so that they can produce more ophthalmic surgeons and one of our most productive um, 
ophthalmic surgeons today was actually the first university student to receive one of our surgical kits and he only told us that a few years ago so what goes around comes around I'm very <laughs> grateful for that but the need in Zimbabwe has been great um, as I'm sure those of you that are aware uh, we have like 96% unemployment and life is just difficult for a lot and um, they're really hard-working people uh, I'm talking about us Zimbabweans <laughs> um, but yeah just delightful I, I love living in Zimbabwe I love the bush I love the people out there uh, they're God-fearing people so grateful just excited they are not expecting handouts ever they are always wanting to work for what they get they're always going to ask ah but don't you have a job for me that's the whole goal is to get employment um, and of course, uh, they have what's called the extended family. So when you have a job, then you look after the rest of your family, which is really just the Savior's way anyways. Yeah. Reeve is a professional golfer, but also Loretta's and my coach. And so it started with golf. You know, how we can do a, how can we do a fundraiser to raise money to give free cataract surgeries? And for me, I just, I must just admit, I was just all about fame and fortune and, you know, living my superstar life. And, and when I met Reeve and Lolly and when I realized I could use the talent that I had to do something good for someone else, it just changed my life completely. And it was just awesome. And I figured out quickly I have another talent and I'm really good at packing containers <laughs> so and that's my favorite part of the year this time now when we get to come and see all these donations um, and then we pack them in containers and ship them to Zimbabwe it, it's awesome and and how that started was that one of our main sponsors for golf it's the world's largest vehicle shipping company and they loved when we we shared with them about the charity that we do and they said we want to help and so I so said, what can we do? And we said, well, we need products to be shipped to Zimbabwe. I said, well, shipping is our thing. And we got friends that can do things. And um, so we just kind of um, said, well, we would love to help with that. So they said, well, we'll pay for two 40-foot containers. You can place them anywhere in the world, and we ship it to Zimbabwe. And, of course, Reeve, who had served a mission in Provo, Utah, she said, I got lots of friends here. Let's do it here. And so that's how we started doing it from... From, from Utah and you know yes people were blind so we were helping with cataract surgery but people are so hungry they lack education they don't have clothing they don't have school supplies hygiene supplies there's so many things they didn't have so we started little by little to get so many things from people said what can we do what can we donate and if you look at it now it just it's just exploded I'm very grateful for the privilege that we have to be here in Utah and to use the humanitarian center to bail our clothing and blankets and everything that is soft. Um, and the reason why we bail it is because when it goes out to the bush, I need to have a four to 500 t-shirts in a bale because I've got that many kids waiting to receive. So it's really important that I have uh, everything in bales. And the newborn kits, that's amazing. Out of 100,000 birthing mothers in Zimbabwe, 1,000 will die childbirth, whereas in the States it's approximately six. And the reason being is because mothers opt to stay at home. However, if they know they walk the 30, 40, 50 miles to a very small rural clinic where there's a, a nurse and, a, and then a second nurse as her assistant and then a cleaner, if they walk that distance that they will receive a newborn kit, oftentimes they will make that journey two to three weeks before giving birth. 
So one of the projects that we do at Kenyemba is we're building a new uh, waiting mother shelter so that there's a place for mothers to come. The challenges out in Kenyemba is that there's a lot of wildlife. Um, there's a tribe called the Dormo tribe and they live up in the trees because the lions and the leopards will get them. One of the biggest challenges that they have, we've started a farming project with over 500 families, is, is that the baboons will come and raid their crops. So we've had a great need for rubber snakes um, and big enough snakes, probably 22 inches and bigger, so that we can put them out into their fields and scare away the baboons. And that's been very effective. So now I'm seeing everything. I'm seeing purses and clothes for children to adults to coats to hygiene kits to, I mean, it looks like you just, so how much do you ship over? And um, have you been over there? Can you tell us a story about being over there and helping the, the people? Well, the first time I was there in 2001, and then I got to be part of, of um, this pro-am that we played, you know, and we also, that we had an opportunity to go out in the bush and see, and we, we were there and watched cataract surgeries and got to help the patients in and out of surgery, and it was just amazing. It changed my life because, you know, I was spoiled rotten living in Norway. We had everything we needed, and from that point on, I went back every year, and then at the end of 2002, my mother passed away, and... Um, Reeve just told me, well, come home with me uh, for Christmas. Still, I know it's going to be hard anyway. And so I went there and I just stayed. So every winter I go to Africa and I live there and we help with the charity. We go to South Africa and play some golf tournaments, come back and work with the charity, go out in the bush, uh, pack, unpack containers. It's, just- it's really a beautiful story. I mean, it's very... Um- in a way, it's almost a little bit fairy tale to be able to create the life story where you, first of all, have so much success, and then second of all, where you transition that success into blessing other people and do it so successfully. I think it's beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I can't take the credit for it. I mean, it was Reeve and Lolly who who are the brains behind this. I just come and I, hey, I said, just use and abuse me any way you want. <laughs> and, and, you know, we all have connections. We all know someone who knows someone. We all have different talents. We all have different abilities to help. Like there's some, some, some old ladies that are 90 years old that sit in little beanies for, for babies. And then you have the 19-year-old who can come and, and lift 100-pound bales and help us do that. There's some people that can give us $50,000. There's some people that can give us $5. Some people can sacrifice an hour of their day. Some people come and spend a whole day here. And you know what? We're grateful for all of it because people, everybody can help. So I'm with Georgia Davis, and she is one of the women that's down here working and packing and donating her time to help prepare these packages for Zimbabwe. And she was over in Zimbabwe helping hand these out to the children. So I wanted her to share a little bit of her experience of what it was like and what the the children and the people are like over there. So can you do that? You bet. Um, I just wanted to let you know that uh, the humanitarian of the church does wonderful things. They, they dig wells. They help orphanages. They help schools. They help old folks' homes. They're, they do much good work, but they are limited to a 100-mile radius from the city where they live. Eyes for Zimbabwe, on the other hand, not only goes all over Zimbabwe into the rural areas, but they also go into surrounding countries as well at times to help. Um, there's, there's tribes that have nothing to eat. Eyes for Zimbabwe helps them to grow seeds, to plant their gardens. They teach them how to live, not just to give them handouts. My experience was, was that my husband and I were serving a mission there 
And last Christmas Day, we actually spent our Christmas morning at the garbage dump of Harare. And there were hundreds of people there who are squatters, basically, who live at the garbage dump and salvage anything they can to sell because the economy is so bad. One of their greatest gifts was that they each received a pair of gumboots. They were wearing them on their head. I wish I could show you pictures of it. Um, the clothing was given out, and it wasn't necessarily uh, time to sort it all, to give individuals exactly what they needed. But as soon as they got their little bundle of clothing, they went and shared it with their neighbors and traded. And there was nothing but big smiles on those beautiful brown faces. It, the ice for Zimbabwe does so much good throughout the country in helping these people. We didn't have time to go out with them on many other of their missions, their, their treks into the rural jungles, but we saw the results of it and heard about it constantly. Zimbabwe never had the money to make this possible, like just right now. Uh, we're here at the Humanitarian Center and all these things that are amazing t-shirt dresses, handmade t-shirt dresses, handmade shorts for these kids, uh, blankets and quilts where families have never owned a blanket. Mm. And to be able to have the privilege, newborn kits, um, just to see a, a baby. And I've seen a baby that's been laying, mother passed away just earlier this year, actually. Mother passed away three weeks before and when we arrived at Chivu Hospital, this baby had been lying with nothing on for three weeks. Just a rough hospital blanket. And it was just a grandmother who had no means or ways to take care of this child. So we were able to give money to buy a milk formula and then two newborn kits to clothe this baby. So I can't say that um, it's easy, but it's a lot of fun. And I realized that when you have the opportunity to serve others and to help others, um, just like children, school kit. For many of these children, they've never held a pen. They've never seen a piece of paper. They've never had that privilege. Usually the finger is the pen and the dirt floor is the paper. So when, I do, when we pack school kits, I always invite everyone to be generous because that child is going to take that school kit home and actually um, share it with their siblings who will never have the privilege of going to school. So they'll be able to teach them what they learn at school and pass on their education that way. Uh, but there's wheelchairs, walkers, crutches, of course, our medical supplies are really important. Like right now, we're busy looking, searching for uh, new items to update our dental school. The website is www.eyes, E-Y-E-S, the number four, Zimbabwe, Z-I-M-B-A-B-W-E dot O-R-G. Um, and I'm Reeve, and there's Lorette and Cecilia. But right now, as we pack these containers, it's pretty amazing just to see the kindness of others and what they bring. But like medical supplies, syringes, needles, surgical gloves, uh, masks, footies, uh, hats for surgery, everything. There's really nothing. And like I said, right now we're busy searching for equipment to update uh, the dental school, and which my dad built in 1992. Mm. And they just need updating. In order for us to have more dentists, when we go out to the bush, we'll pull 100 teeth in a single day. And I can just say, I mean, that's a lot of work and... It's so kind because some of these people have had an, an abscess for the past four years. They've never seen a dentist. Um, Can you imagine? I cannot imagine. I mean, the work you're doing is making such huge difference in people's lives. Yeah. And I mean, reading glasses. You know, I am 50 years old now, and I can appreciate what reading glasses do. I go crazy when I've lost mine or <laughs> put them down somewhere. But just to see someone who now puts them on, and actually in Zimbabwe, their first comment for older people is, I can read my Bible now.
and they're so grateful and excited. But my goal is to give them a pair of reading glasses and a Bible so that they can teach the orphans and the children in the village how to read. Mm. So I have ulterior motives as well. <laughs> What's your most or one of your most moving stories and experiences with the people over there and a life change you've made? I just think everything. I think everyone, it's not masses. Um, even if you go to an eye camp and there's 10,000 people standing in line, it's not about the masses, it's about the one. And I can say each and every child counts to me. Um, we have 1.6 million orphans, and I can only imagine their parents in heaven looking down, praying and hoping that someone will look out for their kid. And so every time you put on a T-shirt dress on to them or put on a pair of shorts or something like that, it's going to make such a difference to so many. So, so very grateful for that privilege and that opportunity to be able to help where we can. It's been a pleasure to learn about this project, an inspiration to watch people of their own accord work so hard to create stories that comfort and bless others. Volunteers thronged the humanitarian center today, moms with their kids coming to sort and serve and families and older couples. My son has been sorting and hauling bales for hours, and we are privileged to be a small part of a big story that's making a big difference. On the podcast, I like to share stories of inspiration, stories of overcoming, and stories that illustrate ways of living big, bold, and happy. This is one of these stories, from the many people who collect and donate, to the people here in the warehouse taking an hour or two out of their day to be one little cog in this machine, to these professional golfers who have created something big and wonderful. There is good in the world, and we can all build that into our own stories. Thanks for being here today. Check out the show notes for more information and contact information on Eyes for Zimbabwe. And thanks for tuning in. Quick reminder, the 21-Day Challenge is live and ready for you to sign up. So go get started on the fun. Fun new challenge each day. It's a way to test out little ways of changing up your story to create more love, more peace, and more possibility in your life. So rise to the challenge and go sign up for it. It's a resource that I hope you will use. Easy and fun and a great way to kick off 2018. Go to www.loveyourstorypodcast.com and share this episode with anybody you think it might inspire. We'll see you next week.